Good morning, Central Kentucky and Lexington, Versailles. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We are brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky, 229-6641. Give them a call. Jobs are waiting for you. Employers are waiting for you. 229-6641. That is a trade school for framing and carpentry, electric, plumbing, HVAC. Uh, there, you're getting your journeyman's license after a couple years of being in the school. It's a night school. They are taking applications, enrolling for the fall coming up. So give Bruce and the and the crew a call down there. Hey, uh, we're a live call-in show. This is uh, you can give us a call here at studios eight seven three nine five six six. I'm your host Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Uh, we are answering your questions, giving you the Skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, building. Whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help. Or hiring a professional, or a lot of us right now are probably doing a lot of things ourselves because we're stuck inside. So we're here to help just educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, techniques. Again, 873-9566. And we are continuing our April small business trade partner uh, segment uh, that will carry over into May as well. And I'm excited this week. I've got uh, Michael Adams with Anointed Hands Painting. Uh, on the show here with us. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, no worries. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Today is all things painting. Yes, sir. And uh, we get a lot of questions about painting and and prep work and, and all those things. So we'll get into all that stuff. So so tell folks, uh, again, Anointed Hands. We were talking about a little bit before the show, uh, you know, how that name came about and kind of how you got started. So tell us, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you got started, and how did you come up with the name Anointed Hands? So. Okay, sure. Well, again, my name is Michael Adams. I'm owner of Anointed Hands Painting. Um, actually, I'm a third-generation painter. It's been in my family, of course, quite some time. My grandfather used to be a professional painter. My father, he's still in business as a professional painter Yeah, and that's well. what you're talking about. I mean, your dad does a lot of work for us. Uh, yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. And um, Anointed Hands Painting, actually, I've that actually that name came to me in a dream years ago. Actually, I was kind of in middle school, high school. That dream just came to me or whatever. So, and I just knew one day that I would have my own company or whatever. My and you were gra- working with your dad at yeah, that time. Yes, right? sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I and we've got Michael Jr. in the studios with us. He doesn't have a microphone with us, yeah, but I got, he's, he's I, hanging out with I us. I got today. Michael Jr. Hopefully, that's going to be the fourth generation painter that, yeah. that we have here. But I started. And you were about his age. I was about his yeah. age. I started very young, uh, helping my father out. Um, Started out just wanting to have a little money to go to the fair or something like that. And, of course, yeah, get you know, some cotton candy. Just yeah. <laughs> something simple. And my father, he would always say, oh, well, just come in and want you sand a wall or something like that. So I just started out with simple stuff, sanding little walls, um, putting a little putty in holes, things like that. And I just progressed over the years. Um, so, it's you know, it's been been such a blessing or whatever, knowing the hands painting, you know, it's just very positive, got great employees, and everything's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you've been uh, going on, this is your fourth year now? This, this is my fourth year in business, yes, okay. sir. Like I said, I've um, worked with my father for years. Uh, yeah. Eventually, I just branched out on my own and started my own company, and it's been about four years. We've been and I know you said you, you've you done residential, and of course, did that growing up, and you do that, but you mainly, your company focuses more on, is uh, it commercial? Com- well, actually, it's, it's Lately, I have a lot of commercial business uh, more, but I do focus on residential as well. You know, okay. so um, we do commercial, residential, interior, exterior. Um, you know, pretty much anything you do, decks, um, staining work. You know, we, uh, we pretty much we do it all. Yes, anything sir. to do, great. Hey, uh, again, if you got a painting question that you want to get on the on the air here with us, with me and uh, Michael today, give us a call here at Studios eight seven three nine five six six. Taking your calls, you'll get. Uh, 
our lovely uh, producer Megan on the phone here. She uh, answers the calls coming in. So if you got painting questions, so anointed hands painting, you can you can reach them uh, if you need any painting work done, residential, commercial. Uh, they're at eight five nine four seven five two two seven six. That's eight five nine four seven five two two seven six, and we'll we'll get that uh, on a little bit more as we go along. So let's talk a little bit about the difference, and let's talk about some paints specifically. Get into a little bit of little details. So I've you got latex, and then I've heard you know there's oil. Then I've also heard you know oil's not good, or they're not going to make it anymore, and then. So tell us about latex and oil, kind of pros and cons. Of, okay, of sure, each of sure. Well, uh, typically oil used to be a big thing back in the day. A lot of these older homes that you come across or whatever, you always they most likely have oil paint on their trim work, um, baseboards, doors, windows, things like that. They kind of figured it would be like a harder finish or whatever. It okay. would stand up longer, you know, just something that would endure, you know, the roughness over the years or yeah. whatever by living Like my home. brother having having four boys in the house, they could beat it up. and <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Not to worry exactly. about it. <laughs> uh, one thing about oil is it does, first of all, oil does have a very strong smell to it. Mm-hmm. So once you apply it, very, very strong. It takes so much longer to dry. Um, kind of a little more difficult to work with than latex paint. Uh, the difference between oil and latex, of course, as the name oil, it does have an oil compound in it, opposed to latex, which is more of a water-based, water-based paint. Yeah. Uh, with water-based paint, latex paint or whatever, it's more of a cleanup. You can just use regular soap and water to clean it up. Uh, with oil, you always have to use some type of like a thinner or something like that when you want to clean your brushes out, or if you get it on your hands or something like that. If you try to wash your hands with oil paint, it's just you know pretty much won't come off. Mm. Uh, latex. And you can't can't put that stuff down the drain. You can't put it down not, the drain. Not oil. No, no yeah. sir. Well, I wouldn't recommend putting latex, latex paint either, down yeah. the drain either. But um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you know, over the years, oil paint is not a good. A lot of people with term called VOC, and that's kind of the term where people use, um, you know, dealing with the smells of paint and things like that. A lot of people are yeah. real big on v- VOCs now. And a VOC is like an organic compound. And uh, it's just pretty much found in a lot of building materials. And uh, it's, you know, partially responsible for like the, the paint smell that you get every time right. you paint. The, the off-gassing. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. And it does create. Volatile organic compound. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it yeah. is. And unfortunately, these chemicals do let off gas. And they say mm-hmm. that they can be harmful to people and the environment, which now the government has regulated or whatever. So so is oil uh, have more VOCs in it than I'll, latex? Oil does have more VOCs in it. Um, now you can buy a lot of latex paints and they'll say on the can low VOC or no VOC or whatever. Okay. And that just pretty much is less of a smell when you apply to, you know, when you apply and things like that. Yeah. So a uh, question we had just come in, um, you know, we talked about not putting it down the drain, you know, latex, it's water-based. So I've, it's, you know, my common sense would think, well, it's water-based. Why not put it down the drain? So what is the safest way to get rid of paint? So tell us about that. How, well, can, how can we, you know, if I'm painting my house, let's say I got to do oil and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, cleaning that out. You know, what's the best way to get rid of that or even latex paint to rinse your brushes out and stuff like that? Okay. Well, actually, it's a couple ways that you can go about it. You can go to your local paint store. Sometimes they do sell like a kind of like a sand product that you can use to kind of put inside of the paint and it will harden it or whatever. That's if you're going to get rid of that, extra paint. That's right? if you're trying to get, okay. dispose of it and get rid of it or whatever. Now, if it's if it's good paint, also, I know um, our local um, Habitat 
habitat will yeah. take your yes, paint. They'll take and your they paint. Actually, well. uh, I was I was in a class, and the, the lady from there was talking about how many hundreds of thousands of gallons of paint that they get and they use, and that's what they use in all their houses. Sure, sure, yes, sir. That. So that's just one like, way. Yes, sir. Just like me being a painter, we'll paint a shopping center or maybe you know a residence home or whatever. And of course, a lot of times we'll have a lot of leftover paint. So we, you know, have. I understand completely. We have tons of paint left over or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes we can use that, but eventually paint does spoil, especially in the wintertime. You know, mm. once it gets cold or whatever, it will kind of freeze up. Once it freezes up, it's pretty much no good at all. So you, then you definitely want to get rid of it for sure. You know, the best way, the safest way to clean, you're saying, is have a separate, maybe you've got an empty paint can. And you use that paint can to rinse your brushes and stuff out? Yeah, something like that. that. Or if you happen to, I know a lot of homeowners, they're just, you know, in the home and want to, you know, just do it in their sink. If you do do it in your sink, I wouldn't advise, of course, pouring a whole bucket of gallon of paint down your drain. (laughs) But if you're trying to just clean a brush out or something like that, just keep that water running. You know, just have soap or whatever. The more water, especially with water-based paint, it will ease it up, you know, really good. And it will just, you know, I don't And I guess on the cans, it it kind of tells you the best way. Yes, sir. It kind of tells you as well. But just soap and water for regular um, latex paint will clean it right up. Like I said, when you come to oil, it's a whole different scenario. You have to use paint thinner, and that's the only way you can clean off oil. And I'll tell you, that's that's a big deal to know the types of paint that you're using. Because I had a a scenario, there was a neighborhood that somebody was having some paint done and didn't really know uh, what they were were doing, but they were were using oil-based paint, and they went out and— there was a there was a drain in the backyard, and they did use some paint thinner and stuff, but they still poured the bucket in that oh. drain. Well, that drain went to the stream that had cascading rocks and wow, everything for the sure. whole neighborhood. So this stream, so kinda... then the fire department comes <laughs> and they flush like thousands of gallons of water. Wow, and that yes. contract that that homeowner got a bill. Sure, from sure. the fire department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely got to be careful of how you dispose of materials like that. Not only that, like I said, it is bad for the environment. If you yeah. have pull stuff out maybe in your, your yard or your grass or whatever, you, you know, it might look okay for the next couple of days, but a week or two down the line, you'll wake up and you'll have a big old patch where all your plants or bushes have died and things like that. So I would recommend definitely be careful of how you dispose of your materials and things like that. So have you heard anything on, uh, again, if you're just joining us, this is Skinny on the Home. We're at 873. 873- nine five six six and i've got michael adams in the studio with us with anointed hands painting taking your calls answering questions on uh painting any home improvement questions you have today give us a call here at studios now the um is the the oil is is that going to phase out you think over time at all or is it still going to are they did they have they regulated kind of the vocs enough that it's not as well, harmful as it used well to be, to be honest uh under my experience now oil is starting to fade out like i said that was something that people just went hard by you know years and years ago but as of now they're coming up with new formulas and things like that to kind of fade out the oil paint they're actually making latex paint now that's similar to oil or whatever a lot of times i do use materials like that because it's you know it still gives you that that hard bonding material that you're looking for in oil, yeah. but it is a latex paint. So what if I have in my house, say I had oil-based uh, paint on the trim from years ago, and I don't want to go back with oil. Okay. Um, I've also heard, you know, you can't paint latex over top of oil because it's not going to stick, right? Yeah, sure. Now, so how, how, do, would I, how would I do that if I've got, 
And how would I know if I've got oil-based paint or not? Is there a test? Or? Sure, sure. Yes, sir. It is yeah. a test to, to let you know that if you do got oil-based paint. I guess the easiest way is just to take maybe a you know normal household item as rubbing alcohol and just put it on a little rag or whatever. Then you can go up to your whatever you think is oil-based paint and just rub it or whatever. If it comes off or whatever, um, then that should be oil-based paint. Um, and if it doesn't come off, it's probably latex. If it doesn't come off, okay. it's latex. Okay. Yes, sir. That's a good, and I didn't know that. That's a good, now, that's a good Now, a lot of, a lot of things that people run into as well, they try to, they may have an oil-based paint on their baseboards, doors, door frames, and they want to change to latex paint. Now, one thing that you cannot do, you cannot just put regular latex over top of oil because mm. you will put it on there. It may cover up, may look good, but you can just go and scratch it with your fingernail and it will come right off. Mm. So the best way to do that, if you have oil paint and you're trying to go with latex, you will have to prime it first. Once you prime it, then you can with, put... So that, that's, yeah, a, that's a good segue into primer. So what, what type of primer is that? Well, well actually, you there, can, yeah, you can just use any type of bonding primer. It doesn't have to be any specific kind. Uh, but no, not... So in my mind, too, if I put a coat of paint on, that's the first coat so that's a primer coat but yes. you're saying regular paint is not a primer primers are a different consistency yes. and a different yes, chemical sir. makeup yes sir, than, yes, okay. sir. A primer and a regular paint is different is so you different. can use a latex primer you can use a latex primer over over oil and that will give you what you need to have to put the latex paint on top of it yes, what's sir. your what's your favorite what's your go-to oh uh, well my go-to actually i um you know, I always shop with Sherman Williams, Benjamin Moore, or uh, even Porter or whatever. But they um, typically I go with Sherman Williams. They have a good product. It's called uh, shoot, I can't think of it. It's the top of my mind. Uh, That's all right. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, it's, we'll, it's, we'll find it. We'll find it during the break, and we'll we'll let everybody know what that is sure, after we sure. come back from the break. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Yep. But uh, just to tell you one more thing about primers or whatever, down that we mentioned primers. Primers are pretty much considered like a, a undercoat that you put on materials uh, before you know you apply the finished coat of paint. We would say a regular uh, bucket is a finished coat, or a primer. but um, just yeah. kind of like bare wood, something like that. That's what you would apply a primer on. Okay, hold hold that thought. We'll talk some more about primers when we come back. Hey, uh, stay tuned. This is Skinny on the Home. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. It's a live call-in show, 873-9566, 873-WJMM, that's area code 859. Give us a call, answering your questions, giving you the Skinny on Home improvement. And uh, in the studios with me for our small business trade partner segments is Michael Adams with Anointed Hands Painting. They are at... 859-475-2276. And you said uh, you guys have uh, some social media. You have a Facebook page? Oh, uh, yes, sir. I have uh, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. You can, uh, of course, Google us. I got yep. a lot of photos. Um, so you uh, can just Google Anointed Hands yes, sir. Painting just, in Lexington? And- yes, just Google Anointed Hands Painting. You'll be able to see some of our reviews, pictures, photos, things like that. Um, yeah, and, and Facebook as well. Yeah. Any, any, we were talking about primers for the break. And then, because um, Sherwin Williams has a good bonding primer, but you're saying any good bonding primer, um, anything else on primers you wanted to say? On- yeah, well, dealing with primers, like I said, depending on, I know a lot of people nowadays, especially when we talk about exterior of your homes, some people have bricks that they want to, um, you know, just straight raw brick that they want to decide to paint. 
So sometimes you definitely want to use, well, not sometimes, you always want to use a bonding primer to put on your brick first before you apply your finished okay. coat. Let's let's pause on primers. We're going to go to the phone lines. We got Brittany in Lexington. Hey, Brittany. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm good. What's your question for us today? So I am a new homeowner, and um, I have this wallpaper on my bathroom, and I'm going for more of a modern look, and this is like, like old wallpaper. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to remove the wallpaper would be. Sell the house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not a fan of wallpaper removal at all. But I'll let Michael. What's your how How old's the house? Um, it's pretty old. It it was the 1970s, I think, 1960s. Okay, okay Michael, yeah. do you guys do a lot of wallpaper yeah, removal? Yeah, actually, we do. That's just one. Unfortunately, that's one part of painting that we, <laughs> that we do have to deal with. Um, that's a good question, Brittany, as well. Typically, in these older homes, you do find. You know, wall pa- wallpaper was the big thing back in the day. A lot of people just love the look of wallpaper, mm-hmm. and that's just that was just the way to go, pretty much. So we come across a lot of homes that do still have wallpaper in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to remove wallpaper, actually, it's a couple different methods that you can use. The first method is getting like a little steamer, which most people don't have, like a little steamer to. Or even what about a clothes steamer? I know in our house we have a clothes steamer. Yes, that yes, wrinkles. that will work. The only thing about a clothes steamer is just such a small. Area, area of it yeah. so for you to do a whole wall that's 10 feet long or something like that you'll be w- with that steamer you know f- for a while for a while doing How, it so it's, it's just a bathroom Brittany. Yes, just a small bathroom. Yeah. Uh, now, typically, I would say the easiest way is to, uh, at Home Depot, they sell this little tool called a tiger. It has, like, little pokes or little, little teeth little teeth in it. So you just kind of... On a wheel. On a wheel, yes, sir. Yeah. So what you'll do is you'll just kind of use that wheel and go around the wall with it. It'll make little puncture holes inside of the wallpaper. Then from there, you just spray it down with water. Maybe use a little vinegar in it, a solution of vinegar, and maybe some detergent or something like that. So what that does is... that's just don't ble- just don't mix bleach and, just, and vinegar. Yeah, you don't, don't mix yeah, that. No, up. you don't want to do that. You might pass out on the bathroom floor. <laughs> but uh, but now all you have to do is just soak that, and by you puncturing the hose, that detergent gets beneath that wallpaper, and yeah. it will make it so much easier for it to rip up or whatever. Yeah, and it, it is very time consuming. That's yeah. one thing. You and know. The, the thing with that, with the teeth, though, sometimes it leaves marks in the wall afterwards. You got to be careful there. Yes, you do. But a lot of times, <clears throat> you, um, yeah, you got to be careful there. A lot of times, though, you run into a problem because once you pull that wallpaper up, you really don't know what's what's beneath that. Sometimes it could be a painted wall. Yeah. Sometimes it could be straight drywall. And um, if it wasn't, what's the word that they set the wall, do something with the wallpaper they, ahead of time? They size it. Size it, it yeah, 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 they size it, and it's just a lot of glue and yeah. junk up under there. So uh, once you remove the wallpaper, you're going to have to come and pretty much scrape all the loose glue and things like that yeah. that's off of it. Again, so, when we come back to primers, you will have to end up priming, prime that, priming that again first. first. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And, Brittany, I was going to tell you, um, so I, with Jane R. Construction, we – for years, um, and I found when I first started in business about 18 years ago, I found this gentleman, and his whole business for 25 years when I met him was just wallpaper removal. He built his whole business on. He is the best in Central Kentucky. Um, okay. His name. Do you have something to write with? And I'll give you his name and his uh, number. Yeah, give me just a second. The um, I don't know if you have you heard of Todd Todd Strasburg. 
That's Strasbourg. He doesn't no. actually doesn't want His, to be on. And he'll he'll do some of the prep work for you as well. Okay, so yeah. he'll leave it. I mean, I it doesn't matter what wallpaper it is if it's been on there since 1800. And this sure. man can get it off. He's he is the best yeah. in town yeah. uh, for a wallpaper removal on that. So Brittany, just let me know when you're ready. Okay. He's at uh, two three one. Mm-hmm. Four five nine four. Okay. If you get into where it frustrates you and you start pulling your hair out, give Todd a call. Now he's booked up; he might be a couple months out, but. Um, well, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Michael there from Anointed Hands Planning could probably do it uh, as well. Yeah, I, I definitely can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, you tell. Go ahead and give Brittany your phone number too. Uh, again, uh, Brittany, my number is eight five nine four seven five. Two two seven six, and we do come All out. Right, yep, and we do uh, uh, do free estimates and things like that. Just give us a call; we can put you on our books and come out and take a look at yeah. it for you for sure. And your guys, you, you uh-huh. do the you'll do the removal and you do the we'll, wall prep. We'll do the removal. We'll do the wall prep. So I don't have to call a wallpaper remover guy. I don't have to call a drywaller and then a, and then have you guys out to paint. Yes, sir. You'll no, take care you of it. You just all. call me. I'll take care of it all. You don't even have to re- remove any furniture or anything like that. We we pretty much just let you lay back, sit back. Just let us know what you want. We'll take care of all your needs. Okay, excellent. Thanks for the call, Brittany. All right, thank, thank you, Brittany. You. Have a good day. Uh-huh. So, on talking about wallpaper, is there? Can you? Uh, do you have people that paint over wallpaper? Can well, you do that? Well, that- actually, some in some instances, you actually can paint over wallpaper. It all depends on how good the wallpaper is sized. Sometimes you'll see like a little seam, or sometimes you'll come across wallpaper that's actually kind of bubbling and stuff like that. When it comes to something like that where it's already just peeling off, I would advise go ahead and let's just remove it. You know, mm-hmm. it does take a little time, you know, to do all that. But on the other hand, if you have wallpaper that's just really, really tight up there, it is a way that you can paint over it or whatever. You just have to use, again, talking about primers. A lot of people say, hey, well, can I paint this? Can I paint this? Most likely you can paint, uh, you know, pretty much anything. It's just mm-hmm. the point of using the correct primer paint, yeah, first. Primer, and yeah. then from there, that's when you apply your finish paint yeah. to it. And, you know, I know you guys did, I didn't, you know, with Todd, not, I didn't want to step on your toes with, uh, with doing, <laughs> nah, pro- nah. doing jobs that's, and stuff. I know, I know you guys can do all that wallpaper yeah, removal and stuff too. Fine. Yeah. No, no worries at no, all. Todd is, uh, if you need an extra, uh, subcontractor for removal of that when you're in your business, I'll get you sure, with Todd. So definitely he's, will. For he's sure. a great guy. The, um, so on talking about primers and prep work, so prep work, when I think of, you know, just even with stuff that we do in houses where we set up a lot of floor protection, dust protection, there's a lot of prep work that goes sure, in. And sure, sometimes sure. the work takes less time than all the prep and the setup, right? Yes, so yes exactly. Let's, let's talk about prep work and things. Well, well, when I talk about prep work, I mean, that's just very, very important. A lot of people think painting is just going, buying a can of paint, buying a couple of brushes and just throwing paint on the wall. And that's really not what painting is about. Prep work is going to, you know, make your job be look, I'm sorry, so much better. Mm. Not only look, but sometimes when you don't do the correct prep prep work you can have your walls uh the paint can start peeling the paint can start Mm. chipping or whatever if you don't do the correct prep work prep work pretty much consists of you know just say if i'm doing a wall of course starting off sanding the wall sometimes you'll come across a wall that has um we call them boogers but it's like a little uh you know like a lot of trash or something or what about what about a wall that if you're going to do a repaint say i'm i'm in my bedroom and i'm gonna i want to repaint the wall Mm -hmm. and if it's been years you know You've got dust on the walls and stuff. 
would would you want to clean that wall off? Can I just roll right over top of the dust? Is that De- definitely not? <laughs> no, if you if you go all over the dust, like I say, you won't have a smooth surface. All the everything, anything you paint off over, it will eventually dry into the paint, and it will just dry just like that. So I would always mm. recommend maybe coming through first with a rag if you have cobwebs, dust, anything like that, wiping everything off first, and then lightly coming by with a sanding pole where it's kind of lightly sand your walls just to kind of get them as smooth as possible. And then from there, um, you can go ahead and start your paint. If you have any nail holes, a lot of people hang up pictures. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people might have a little hole in the wall or whatever. What so about you- a little, you know, where the down at the bottom of the baseboard meets the wall if the if the if it's cracked sometimes yeah and you'll you'll come across that a lot as well yes always kind of caulk that up first you want to do all your prep work before you actually start the paint that's just say that's one thing that's an art right there is caulking caulking yes sir yeah (laughs) a lot of people put it on real thick Thick. like i said i've I've came into homes where um homeowners of course try to do it themselves which you know to all my homeowners out there that you know do-it-yourself homeowners you know big thumbs up to you i understand that you you know want to tackle the project yourself um uh, but sometimes, you know, you may put the caulking on a little bit too thick. Might Just not remember, work. less is more, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. When it comes whatever. to caulking. Yeah. yeah. So when you make a mistake like that, one thing about caulking, once it dries up, it's just so hard to sand off mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. get it get it smooth. So I would advise that once it's nice and fresh, just put you a small little caulk line, wet rag, wipe it off with your finger, and you, sh- you should have it just uh, become very smooth for you. So caulking, real quick, uh, what about – um, I've seen where something's got caulked, somebody painted over it, and then it just like it, like it just starts veining and spidering, like the paint's not even sticking to it. What what did they? What happened? Well, there? Uh, typically, what that is, they use it more has there should be a caulking that has more silicone in it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they use silicone that that goes around tubs, exterior of your windows, things mm-hmm. like that. So when you want to go buy a caulking, you want to make sure that it has paintable on that. If you actually read down the caulking, it'll show you that if it's paintable or not. But if you try to paint over a caulk and it does not take, then that will mean that it's um, that it has silicone on, on it. If it does have silicone on it, there's two ways you can go about it. You can pretty much just kind of peel that out, which uh, which is kind of painstaking. Mm-hmm. Or if not, I've learned that you can actually just go over top of it with a regular new caulk with with a new caulk that is paintable. Okay, so if it's not. If if there wasn't a lot of caulk on there and, and you go back over top of it, that gives it a bond and, and, and let's something it bond. new. Yes, sir. Great. Yep, let's go to the phone lines. We got Sarah in Lexington with us. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for the call. What can we do for you? Um, yes, I was just trying to call to get information about painting my um, painting or staining my back deck. I'm not really sure what to do about it. It has some mold on there. Mm. How how old is your deck? Do you know? Um, I think it's probably, um, I probably said maybe nine years old. Okay. Are you wanting to do it yourself? Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know if I should do it myself or not. Okay. So, so Michael, that's a good question for you. How would you, how would you approach that? Okay. uh, Well, uh, hello there, Sarah. Well, uh, first of all, again, like we were talking about the first thing when it comes to a deck, again, we were just talking about prep work or Mm -hmm. whatever. If it does definitely have a lot of debris and dirt and grime or whatever is what we call it, you'll see like a lot of green mold. Is there a lot of green? Do you you have a lot of trees and vegetation around? Yeah, I do have some trees and stuff there. So 
Yeah, I'm that's thinking it probably it's uh, probably mold there then. Okay, okay. So typically, what we would do, Sarah, we would come first, and we would come with a pressure washer, and we would uh, use a pressure washer to just clean your deck completely. Bob's pressure washing it; it would remove all that green mold, any dirt, anything that may be flaking or whatever like that. It doesn't matter. A lot of people are getting new decks put on. It doesn't matter if it's a new deck or it's a previous deck that has already been stained. That mold and stuff will still accumulate over the years, but definitely want to clean it first with a pressure washer. Once you do that, and then pretty much your prep work is pretty much done. You can either go with a, you can go back with the stain, or you can actually go back with a paint as well, just depending on kind of what look you're going for. Yeah. Um, they do sell stains that do look like paint. I would always <laughs> recommend going with like a paint or whatever. I typically use a product from Sherman Williams called Dexcape. It's, you know, I've, I've used it for years and years. You can do it as a semi-transparent, a solid, and um, that would pretty much do the job for you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We use uh, okay. we use uh, Dexcapes and, and a Super Deck. Super Deck as well, from yes. Sherman Williams yes. and that and Sarah that's if you're going to go back when when we say stain and paint we're it's all stain it's but it's got a paint mixture with it right yes, yes. okay and, that's what I was going to ask yeah. is there like any difference between like the stain or the paint so or so stain one lap longer than the other when I say stain I don't know what when I when I think of stain Michael I think of um, where I can still see the grain through the wood so like your browns and your really yes, light yes. yellows well, and sure and, sure and, and actually cedar what, colors and things like that yes we kind of call that a semi-transparent stain right or whatever and so. then a solid a solid stain, stain it looks more like it, paint. it looks more like a paint right yes sir so you know i have some clients that like that solid look or whatever you know you can always go with uh different colors just say if you want to do your deck gray or even if you want to go with green or something like that that would mm-hmm. be more of a solid stain you would use right when you go more with semi-transparent that's more for like you were saying that you still want that grain you to kind of show grain. up and stuff like that and doesn't mm-hmm. it always also depend on what your what's on there now what's on there now that, so, that has so is a your lot deck to do with is your deck uh, colored or stained now, Sarah? Um, I don't think it. I mean, it's been so long ago. I'm not sure if it's got a stain on there from previous because it's been on there for for many years, and I didn't originally have the deck um, installed, so okay. I, I don't exactly know. But it sounds like I can maybe get it pressure washed and do either sure sure well one thing sir that i could do if you wanted to give me a call i can always come out look at it and assess it myself to kind of let you know hey if this is a stain that was on here Mm -hmm. or that it was a paint because sometimes over the years it is kind of hard to determine actually what is on there but yeah just give us a call i can come take a look at it give you my professional opinion and you know we can go from there for sure Mm -hmm. okay thank you thank you thanks thanks for the call sarah Uh bye-bye yeah that's uh so we do a lot of, you know, we build a lot of decks and porches and things too. And, you know, between, we have a lot of conversations ahead of time on if they're going to, and some, some clients don't know if they're going to use a semi-transparent or a solid mm-hmm. and they want that paint look. Sure. But sure. we've, we've found that, you know, if you're going to do a semi-transparent and um, it's, it's more, it's got to really soak in. So it's, we have moisture meters because a lot of the treated wood we get is, is wet and sure. soaked. Mm-hmm. So then the deck's got to be built and you got to wait a couple you months wait, for it to yes, dry yes, out. Exactly. And, and um, you're not going to do it on a day like today. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> rain sure. yeah we're having a little rain out here today. But, but on the other hand, the, the super deck on the solid, more paint looking, uh, once the deck is done, you can, you can go right after it exactly. and put that on. Exactly. So you don't have to wait. So sure, that's the sure. thing. But here's the thing that we found with some of our clients is that when you do a solid, it does show the imperfections of that treated wood. Sometimes your treated wood and decks 
have a little bit more imperfections. They may have some bark, sure, sure. you know, from the like the edge of the tree. Sure. So if you want more of a finished look, like your trim inside your house, you may not want that solid, or you may want to go with like a cedar or redwood deck, sure. which is a little bit more expensive. It, it, yeah, it does kind of hide it, hide it a little bit or whatever. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, to be honest, if you did decide to go with a solid stain, depending on how dark of a color that you're going with, just say, for instance, if I wanted to do my deck like a really dark brown color, that may hide some of the imperfections or whatever a lot more. Yeah. And um, so they, um, yeah, that that's real good. And that's what, you know, having a, having a piece or a sample of where you can test that where you can see, you know, maybe you want semi-transparent, semi maybe you want solid. So test a little spot. And uh, yeah, like you said, the prep work, the yeah. pressure washing prep and the work, cleaning. Get, into re- get yeah. it together. That's, that's your most important yeah. step. So. Awesome. Stay, stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're talking all things paint today. It's Skinny on the Home. All right. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny. We're at 873-9566, live call-in show, answering questions, giving you a skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing or building, and specifically painting. Today, we've got, uh, it's our April, and April, May is our trade partner small business month with uh, Michael Adams with Anointed Hands Painting. Again, Anointed Hands, uh, they are at 475-2276. Give them a call. You can Google Anointed Hands Painting. And you'll see some of their work, uh, like his Facebook page, and um, there as well. Again, we're uh, we're brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. Um, we're here at the studios eight seven three nine five six six. If you want to get on, answer your question, anything about painting, Michael. We were talking about prep work on the wall. Anything else with prep work? Like if I'm uh, approaching a wall that I'm gonna paint in my house. You said, uh, you know, wipe it down, wash it first. You want to do a little light sanding, get yeah. rid of any imperfections? Yes, yes. I would definitely <clears> say definitely want to sand it down, get rid of the perfections. Just want to make sure you got a real smooth surface. A lot of times you can just run your hand across the wall, and you can pretty much tell if it's smooth or not. You might feel a little, um, you know, a little rough spot or whatever. Just kind of go back and sand it a little more heavier or whatever to get that off. Like I said, if you have any nail holes, any holes in the walls, things like that, depending on the size, you can just take you some um, regular like drywall mud is what we normally use and we kind of you know just kind of get a mud knife and just skim it to fill that hole in and just like we were talking about caulking on drywall mud less is more right less is more (laughs) I've seen it to where they you know put like three inches of drywall mud on there you don't necessarily have to do it too heavy I know sometimes you may have a deeper hole Um, don't put it all on heavy all at once or whatever. I would say if it's really deep, if it's a really big hole or whatever, uh, maybe you can do a couple layers of it. Just Now, what it. if I, you know, think of a picture and the nail. When I pull that nail out, it kind of creates a pucker outside of the of the drywall. Do I need to push that in or hammer that? Yes, yeah. Sometimes you want to uh, <clears throat> definitely kind of hammer that in a little bit. And it, it just reminds me, a lot of homes that we've seen, you see like the little nail pops. You might see little nail pops on the mm-hmm. ceiling is what I call it. If you look up on your ceiling, you might see like a little round circle where you'll see it to start to kind of come out a little bit. Mm-hmm. In order to fix that, you want to come, first of all, maybe with, like I said, a little hammer or a little scraper, kind of scrape that off a little bit and then kind of just push it up just a little bit and then and from there, that's where you would go and skim it with your drywall. Mark. So uh, that's, a, that's a good point on nail pops because you see those a lot because houses move. Yes. Uh, it is Kentucky. We have all four seasons, <laughs> yeah, and, sure. and houses can move up to an inch you're, you're right. all year mm-hmm. long. And, you know, sometimes I've had, 
you walk into a house and there's there's cracks in the crown molding yes, in the I, wintertime and in the summertime it's gone. It's gone, you know? yes. And, and I, that's, I run across stuff like that quite often. Yeah. And um, so w- do you guys, uh, would you recommend putting any screws in beside that nail or just hammer the nail back up in there and it'll be... Well, to be honest, typically what we do, I mean, I guess you can do it both ways. Sometimes we just, once we hit that nail in there, a lot of times it's just where that nail's at. We just kind of skim over top of it, to be yeah. honest, m- okay. majority of the times. I guess if you did add an extra screw there, that would help. Most of the times where those screws are at, it is like a two-by-four or something right there. That's what's actually holding the drywall up. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much when you see that. That's all that is. It's just where they actually screw the drywall up into the ceiling or the wall or something like that. And then just over time, as you're house settles or moves it just kind of separates same thing with your crown molding baseboards things like that you might uh bought you a house recently and everything looks perfect in three four years down the line you'll start to see that caulk line start to crack up a little bit yeah so let's talk about that so i'm just coming out of the winter and you know i had i had deep you know i had some really significant cracks in my crown molding and in the summertime, it's not there. But, you know, I don't like to see that during the winter. What's the best way to – because if I caulk it in the wintertime, isn't it just going to squeeze it out in the summertime? Or well, I mean, to be honest, now, by you know, technology advancing and things like that, they're coming out with better caulks now, caulks that actually expand or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if it's, doing, if it's doing that, a lot of times we actually buy caulk that's kind of more of an expandable type of caulk. It definitely seals it up still, but if it has a little give way here and there, it necessarily won't crack up on you. Have have you found that any specific areas, um, is there any anything, can I nail the crown molding any better? Um, I know for us, we found houses that have trusses, mm-hmm. and when they've screwed the drywall within that last foot mm-hmm. of the truss where it meets the wall, because that truss moves, that's, that's when you get a lot that's of that where crack. It will crack. So I think, mm-hmm. I think they tell you not to, you know, that last foot of drywall on a truss house, you're, you're not supposed to screw or nail You're not that, supposed but, to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm assuming as well, because most of the time when you do see those cracks, that's kind of the area that you were talking about. That's most likely where you would see them at mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, you know, dealing with the builder aspect of it, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's— But in a remodel or if I'm just doing my house, that the new the newer caulks that are out— Shouldn't be an issue in the summertime they, when it starts they, shrieking, expanding. They shouldn't. Should they shouldn't. And yeah. then, too, if and again, you, less is more. Less is more, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And then if you come across it where it happens to crack up again, a lot of times it's just simple. It's just going ahead and just applying another caulk or whatever, you know, just, just coming through. Sometimes it'll crack so bad where you have to cut the caulk out, which is just the point of taking a little, like, razor knife or something like that. And you can see once you start cutting where the caulk is actually it it'll peel right off you know not mm-hmm. not not too much trouble sin or whatever and then just do your new fresh line of caulk there and you should be good to go yeah good deal mm-hmm. so any anything else on prepping the wall um so well, so we've we've washed it down we've sanded it we've touched up any nail holes we've sanded that again now we're ready to paint right? well one thing about it if you do touch up we talked about nail hell nail holes and putting drywall mud there uh, one thing that you want to make sure that you do is you don't want to put your finished paint right over the drywall spots. Again, when we talked about primers, it's always better to come through with a primer first. Mm-hmm. You, of course, you don't necessarily have to prime the do whole. Do I need to spot prime? Yeah, that, or? that's pretty much what I'm saying, spot okay. prime. You don't have to really prime the whole exact wall, but definitely where you put the drywall mud at to fix the repair, you want to prime that first before you apply your finished coat of paint. Okay, good mm-hmm. deal. And then would 
would one coat be enough or I should should I do two coats? Well, actually, it all depends on the color. Just say if yeah. I already have a light tan up there and I'm going with a similar light tan or if I'm going back with the same color, most likely one coat will work if you use a good product with paint. I know they sell low-end paints all the way to high-end paints. Yeah. Some of the low-end paints are really thin. They're almost like water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend those. To so if you're honest. going from dark to light, you might need two coats. Yes, if you're going from dark to light, I would definitely yeah. advise two coats or just, you know, pretty much any color change that's a different color, I would definitely, uh, you know, say two coats. Sometimes you could have a color that might even take three coats. Yeah. Excellent. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about sheens because I've, I've got flat and eggshell and late, you know, the talk about the different sheens, high gloss, low gloss. Okay. You know, sure. I've heard, you know, eggshell and satin. Is that, I've heard they're the same or similar, you know, so, sure, so sure, talk sure. about the different sheens and what they mean. And is, does every paint company in the world have a different name for <laughs> Yeah, those, those sheens are kind of kind of tricky. I get that uh, question asked a lot. And to be honest, the basic rule of thumb to follow when choosing a sheen is just let you know the higher the sheen is going to be the higher the shine that you have. And the higher the shine, a lot of times it says more durable of what, you know, the more durability it will be. Um, just now, say we want also the higher the sheen show more imperfections that, in the, that's what I, what I was yeah. going to say. Okay. That's, the, that's the only downside <laughs> about having a higher sheen. Sometimes if you definitely when it comes to the wall, mm. if you put like a semi gloss or gloss, which is a higher sheen, and you got a lot of windows that that's going to show <laughs> a lot more imperfections yeah. or whatever. But typically a lot of times people do use. Um, a higher sheen, maybe in a bathroom, maybe in a kitchen backsplash, something like that, because it's easier to wash off things like that. The only downside, again, it does show all imperfections. So let's let's run through what are the what are the sheens? Real okay, quick. well we got flat and matte. Flat okay. and matte are typically the same thing. Okay. Uh, a flat has no sheen at all. Um, kind of used in low traffic areas. We kind of use those on the ceilings. Um, matte and flat, even though they're two different names, a matte kind of has a slightly more sheen, but to the eye you really can't even tell. So to be honest, a flat and a matte are pretty much exactly the same. Um, this is flat and matte got an argument and said, I'm calling yeah, it. Flat and matte. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's pretty much uh, paint that doesn't have any sheen at all. Like I okay. said, typically we use those on the ceilings okay. or low traffic areas. Uh, from there, you have satin and eggshell or whatever. Okay. This is what we typically use on painting homes or whatever. We are they the do. same? Are they, they like flat and matte? They get they, an argument? Or? Uh, again, they're, they're almost the same. A lot of times people swore by eggshell. Okay. But a lot of times now, this pretty much to say it's a satin as well. You know, you may go to some paint stores and say, hey, let me order an eggshell, and they might give you a satin. I've had clients be like, oh, well, hold on. I wanted eggshell. I wanted eggshell, and they gave me satin. Yeah, Yeah. and they gave me satin. But typically, satin and eggshell are pretty much the same finishes. They have a nice luster to them. It has a less sheen than semi-gloss, and then sometimes it can appear to be flat and glossy, just depending on the lighting that you have Mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, It is more durable. That's why we typically use these in, you you know, living rooms, bedrooms, things like that. They're easy to wipe off if you have uh, children, whatever, fingerprints. Uh, you use them, are you using them in bathrooms? I actually, sometimes I do use those okay. in bathrooms because semi-gloss. So I, that's our next step, semi-gloss, is sem- that? Yes, yes. Okay. Semi-gloss is typically what we Does use. Does semi-gloss on, have an angry brother? 
No, no. well, other than that, it, it has a higher brother. You got semi-gloss, and then you have high-gloss. So okay, so you got little brother and big brother. You got little brother and big brother. Semi-gloss definitely has a sheen. Um, you can definitely see that nice shine to it. Typically use these for baseboards, doors, door frames, things like that. High-gloss is just more of a shine to it. Again, these are more durable, very easy to wipe off, and uh, very easy to clean. Mm-hmm. So would your would your furniture and your cabinetry have more of a – um, you want a more gloss on some some so, of those things. Yes, yeah, sometimes that, you want to do. So I guess you guys repaint cabinets. We, we repaint what, cabinets. What kind of paint well. would you use on that? Uh, typically, like I said, we we use a semi gloss, and it's been times where I've used a satin as well. Just depending on the client and how much sheen they want. Some people love that shine, and some people are like, oh, I just kind of want to dull it down just a little bit or whatever. Yeah. So you still have products out there that will still give you the same durability uh, if it's a satin or eggshell. But I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't put a flatter mat on the cabinet or anything <laughs> like that. That's just going to be a, a world of trouble or whatever. Yeah. The only positive thing about flat is a lot of times people, you know, when it comes time to touch up paint or whatever, you'll see these maybe in a lot of, of apartment homes and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. sometimes because there's just more of what we call a turnkey. You know, there may have someone in there for a year or two and maybe then I need to probably don't need to repaint the whole unit. And they go, oh, well, just do a little touch up here or there. That will touch up a lot easier and blend in a whole lot better opposed to using a satin or eggshell. Yeah, so if I've painted my wall eggshell or satin, and I need to touch it up. I've probably got to go corner to corner, floor to ceiling that would to be touch the, that up. That would be the typical way or what we kind of call blending it in or whatever. Feathered out. Feathering or, out. Yeah. Yes, sir. You just want to do just that one spot only. You want to make sure you just kind of definitely hit the spot that you need touched up, but lightly just fade it or feather it on out as yeah. you go along. And that's that's an art it, to try it, to do that. And, and it is. It's a yeah. little more tricky to touch up. You are, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Good deal. All right. So – Again, tell folks how to uh, how to get a hold of you. Well, you can reach me uh, at 859-475-2276. Um, again, Anointed Hands Painting. Uh, we do commercial, residential, interior and exterior. We yep. do pressure washing, deck stains, drywall repair. <clears throat> you know, pretty much we do it all. So, and, and you are you are anointed with with the power of the Lord over top of your life and, yes, and your sir. dad yes, too. Yes, and, sir. Definitely. And, uh, you guys do great work and. Uh, Check him out online if if you need something done. Uh, definitely give him a call. Tell him tell him you heard him on Skinny on the Home and uh, and um, he'll take care we'll, of you. We'll definitely take care of you for yeah. sure. So all right, so we're gonna get into our bonus round. So I got uh, I, I told you I was gonna do this. That, uh, he's a little nervous because I haven't told you what the questions yeah, exactly. are. Exactly. So I'm gonna ask you these questions before we uh, before we end the show and we'll go from there. So do you match your socks? Do I match my socks? Yes. Why? Well, um, you know what one one thing about my socks is. And I noticed not to do this anymore. I used to buy socks that would have the left written on it and the right <laughs> written on it. And for some reason, when I do my laundry and come to Matum, I only find like 10 lefts and I only can find like three rights. So I'm like, where are all the rights go at? So to be honest, it has been times where I've had two lefts on <laughs> only because the rights just disappear for some reason. But I noticed now it's better just to buy socks that doesn't have that marking on it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, the reason I asked that question, I never match my socks. You know socks? See, never match them. <laughs> um, ice cream or chocolate bar? Uh, ice cream. Ice cream, yes. Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Yeah. Uh, hot, humid day, sunny, or 70-degree spring day, raining? So that's a, I would say 70 degrees, 
a light rain, light rain. Okay, just, light rain, just, not just, not the heavy rain. No, not the heavy rain. You know, I don't, I love my humid and hot weather, but uh, I don't mind a nice cool day to be honest. Okay, so snowing, stay inside or go outside? Go outside. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Mustard or ketchup? Mustard. Mustard. Yes, that's my man right there. <laughs> Favorite book or recent book you read? Whew, it's kind of funny because I hate to say this, but I don't really don't read as much as I should. But I remember a book called Hatchet uh, back in the day. It's kind of funny because it is a child's book, but <laughs> yeah. that, that's just one book I've always remembered. Um, it's called Hatchet. Well, uh, minus the Bible, of course. Yeah, there you go. If if you weren't doing your current career, what would you be and why? If I wasn't doing my current career, I'd probably be a cook. I love to cook. Yeah. yeah, I love barbecuing. I love um, hosting events and things like that. You know, a lot of people say my cooking is very, you know, good, and I do a good job at it. So uh, probably a cook and then entertaining people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got one more minute. So, so Michael Jr., come over here for a minute. What, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, a painter. I want to be a painter when I grow up. You want to be a painter when you grow up? <laughs> All right. There you go. You got your fourth generation. I got my fourth generation up. right here. Yeah, yeah. I kind of take them to job sites here and there with me just to kind of let them, you know, start to get a feel for it like my father uh, did for me. Uh, actually, I want to give a big out sh- a shout out to my father, Antoine Adams, kind of yeah. got me started in the game and things like that. Um, he's still doing his painting company yeah. as well. You'll like see you'll see Antoine and his crew and his guys on our job sites as well. And, uh, yes, yeah, sir. You guys do great work. I know you guys share – uh, back and forth and yes, sir. You know, work together and stuff. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, uh, Michael Adams with Anointed Hands Painting, 475-2276. Just want to thank all of our callers today uh, for calling in. And uh, stay tuned for uh, next week. We're going to have um, – we're going to continue on with our Trade Partner Month, April uh, we wrapped up with small business segment. We're going to continue that through May, and uh, we're going to have some some plumbers, electricians on here with us as well, talking different things. Again, uh, any any last thing you want to say to our listeners out there today? Well, no, I just want to say, like I said, any, for any of your painting needs, it don't matter if it's just a small room, wall, anything you need. You know, feel free to give us a call at Anointed Hands Painting eight five nine four seven five. 2276, uh, 100% satisfactory guaranteed, and we'll definitely take care of you for sure. Excellent. Thanks for joining me today, and uh, and uh, we're you are you are blessed, and the Thank Lord's going to favor all the jobs are going to be there. Yes, so sir, I claim it in the name of Have Jesus. a great Thank have you. a great day, and uh, enjoy the enjoy the rain, and get outside this weekend. It's going to be nice.